Welcome to the Ultimate Deck Podcast, Mark Fisher from the Wolf Home Products Organization. Very happy to have you on the show, Mark, here today. How are you doing? Hey, good morning. Very good. Happy to be here in uh, beautiful, uh, snowy Denver this morning. Yeah, you're getting a little bit of snow there, eh? We sure are. It's beautiful outside. Yeah, I'm just kind of looking out our window now, too. We've got a nice, serene, Christmas-like little dusting following here as well, which probably doesn't surprise you. Um, now, for most of the people that are watching this show or listening to the show, right now our audience is primarily made up of people off of Instagram uh, that are probably familiar with you already. But for those who aren't or are listening down the road or join this podcast that aren't coming from Instagram, why don't we start with a little bit about who you are, how you got into the industry that you're in, and just give a, a bit of understanding about Mark Fisher. Yeah, awesome. Hey, first of all, again, thanks, thanks for having me. Um, so yeah, I live in uh, Denver, Colorado. Uh, I live here with my uh, beautiful, supportive wife of 21 years. And uh, my son, who is uh, 19 years old, going to film school, wants to be a writer. <laughs> and also, luckily for us, uh, a bit of a, a tech guy helped us out uh, Helped us out with our little technical difficulties. I'm not sure he was thrilled that I was waking him up, but uh, but he was happy to help anyway. So that's great. We've run into a few of those this morning. We could have used him about 20 minutes ago as well. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. I think we should bring it up. I think we should mention it. So the inside joke is we did 26 minutes of recording already this morning with Mark and then stopped him, let him know that we had forgot to start recording. And so... We're going to take it from the top. Some of the answers might be shorter than you want, but that's because our heart was poured into the four questions the yeah. first time we did the four questions. So, so now you've got to make this double interesting, Mark. So I know, big good. pressure, right? <laughs> uh, Background-wise, I'm uh, originally an upstate New Yorker, and uh, if you're familiar with New York at all, uh, if you're in Manhattan, you say upstate, they think you're talking about uh, Albany, uh, but this is uh, the true upstate New York, right on the Canadian border uh, of Ontario, uh, raised on a large, uh, large dairy farm, still in operation. My family's still there. Um, actually, every time I get my, every time I get my social security statement, I'm reminded that uh, started contributing at the age of eight. So I've uh, <laughs> started working at a young age. Your parents uh, would be arrested for that nowadays. I guess so, so a lot of those uh, child labor laws don't apply if you're a, <laughs> if you're a, if you're a child. <laughs> uh, but great upbringing, nonetheless. Um, it's actually funny. We didn't bring it up the first time. So it's a cool story is that uh, part of my pay as a, a child and you know, I would uh, go to chores uh, early in the morning and you know, we hit 4 a.m. and then uh, go to school um, and then I uh, get dropped back off with the bus and do chores after work, but or after school rather. But uh, part of my pay was to get um, a calf every year and calves like rabbits beget more calves, right? And eventually become calves. So when it came time for college, I was actually able to sell my small herd and uh, pay for college. And uh, so it's, it's super cool thing, right? But so I, as crazy as it sounds, uh, always a joke. I went to uh, a music school in upstate New York uh, to study voice and thought I was thought I was going to be an opera singer. Uh, so how far we come to uh, it's, uh, now I'm schlepping plastic, right? Well, this makes sense when you commented on our, our video of rock band and you're like, 
yeah, I'll be the singer next time I'm around. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. The sad part of this is the 20 minutes we had tried to record and forgot to hit record was just 18 minutes of Mark singing opera. And so, <laughs> unfortunately, that's going to be buried in the archives now. Well, that, so, look, thank heaven for small favors, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so dur- during college in the summers, I, uh, I worked for a, po- a large pole barn builder, uh, a lot of dairy barns and uh, horse barns and that sort of stuff. And that's really where I kind of got the, the splinter, if you will, and realized my uh, love of the construction industry. Uh, after college, moved with my, uh, followed my wife. I'm sure that's a story in many successful men's wife is uh, following a woman, right? <laughs> Uh, but uh, moved with her to the, uh, the more New York, New York area uh, outside of Connecticut and uh, worked for a couple of general remodelers. Uh, eventually opened my own very small business. I was, uh, if anybody's ever heard my my, uh, my wolf pro presentations or me speak, uh, often ridicule and uh, this this guy called Chuck in a truck, right? He's, he's not not the professional guy, not the guy we want as a wolf pro. But uh, I was definitely, I was I was definitely Chuck in a truck, uh, and uh, doing you know taking the small jobs and working out of a beat up pickup truck, and uh, eventually uh, got lucked out and uh, remodeled a gentleman's home who was a uh, who was the president of a two step distributor, and. Um, at the time, right, the harder you work, the longer the hours, the more money you make. Uh, so I was out there uh, upsetting his neighbors in the morning because uh, I was banging the hammer too early and out there with the halogen at night. And uh, I guess that Im- impressed him and uh, didn't matter that I had didn't have any sales experience. And I uh, never really even considered going into sales, uh, but he offered me a job. And uh, which I accepted, had a new, new, new little guy just arrived and uh, stability made sense for me. And so- Seems like uh, one of those things when you can't teach work ethic, right? So like a guy watches you, you're working hard. He can teach you sales. That's easy, right? But the actual work ethic itself is like, you can't teach that. People either have it or they don't. Right? So. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, so actually for that distributor, I worked as a, they called it a builder architect rep. Uh, a little bit of it was uh, for DuPont Tyvek house rep. I was kind of got some exposure to moisture management, which is a, a cool thing. Uh, and then the other half, they were a, uh, they were, let's call them brand T or the big T. Uh, they were, they were a, a brand T distributor, uh, for Connecticut. And so I was, uh, charged with calling on, uh, builders and architects to expose them to this kind of, at the time, pretty new category. It was ju- just after it was, it was no longer mobile oil, even, uh, a couple, couple of colors, no grain, no cap stock. Uh, didn't matter which color you picked, you know, just expose it to the sun for six months and it all, it all looked the same anyways. Um, but, but some pretty cool stuff, uh, at the time. And, uh, I guess did well enough that they uh, thought me worthy for a promotion and uh, moved me to the Southeast with a sales position covering, uh, covering the Carolinas. And, um, Primarily, I actually started a little bit of PVC decking, but primarily PVC trim. And uh, uh, PVC was kind of my, my pony. People uh, sold lots of products as a distributor, but uh, when people thought of Mark Fisher, they thought of the, the plastic guy uh, and kind of grew, grew my reputation around that and uh, did that for about 10 years. Uh, and then I think because of that, that passion and success with PVC, uh, Wolf found me in about uh, somewhere in 2009. And uh, it's been a Wolf story since. 
So this will be your 10 year anniversary then, I guess, eh? It will. Yeah. It doesn't time, time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. You'll have a picture up on the wall in head office there. Right? <laughs> yeah. Boy, we've got some, uh, I think Bob Lett's been there 35, 36 years. We've, we've got some, uh, long tenured, uh, seasoned and, uh, just, just some rock stars at Wolf. Great company to work for. So 10 years is a long time, but that's only like what? 4% of the company's history. They just recently celebrated their 175th birthday. Wolf Home Products did. Um, was that, how was that coming into a company that's got that much history behind it and that much kind of corporate culture already built up and they bring in this new guy? How was it kind of fitting in and what's your kind of role there? Um, so I guess just to understand Wolf a little bit, I think it, uh, as far as a manufacturer goes, uh, we are, we're, we're very unique uh, in in our core market, if you will, uh, it's kind of a 13-state East Coast footprint with our, our our building products segment, you know, trim, deck, rail, that sort of stuff. Uh, we are still a, a true two-step distributor. Our, our customer base is is the retail lumberyard, uh, delivering on our own curtain side trucks. Um, Tom Wolf was sixth generation owner, kind of had a, a vision of. Well, it's fun to sell. It's more fun to sell and, and make money, right? And, it, and it's really, um, well, it's always been really good about understanding that it's the, we need the, the dealer partner. We need the distributor partner. But uh, the, the, the kind of the core, the thing that really drives change is uh, getting to the end user, getting to that builder, right? And so uh, all along our history, or at least our recent history, uh, we've we kind of had a focus on calling on the, the, the builder. And so in, uh, I guess really 2010, we made this kind of pivotal change towards, uh, all these wolf branded products, uh, wolf serenity being my pony. Um, so after, after that, um, it's called, a, I guess a vetting period, if you will, from uh, 2010 to basically 2014, uh, myself and I mentioned Bob Lett, we put together a, um, Put together a plan, took it to Wolf that, hey, listen, this, we're having success. We, we've got this awesome product. This, uh, this thing's really, really starting to get some traction for us here on the East Coast. Let's take this thing national or international, right? And uh, jokingly, <laughs> internally, we were called Team Conestoga, which is, uh, if you're familiar with a, a Conestoga, it's kind of the, the, the covered wagon that was uh, taken west. Uh, and so it's, it's been a fun, uh, they, they gave us the rope to hang ourselves with. Uh, I think there was maybe some folks at, uh, folks at Wolf that thought, uh, and maybe, maybe Bob and Mark aren't long to this world. How are they going to be able to do this thing? And, uh, so really in 2014, he and I started with, um, zero sales, zero customers. And, uh, now here we are just start of 2019 and we have, uh, Homeowners enjoying uh, their wolf deck in a, an additional 15 states and three provinces and actively seeking the, the right partners to grow even uh, grow into even more. Um, technically, my title is sales. Um, you could call me uh, market development, all kinds of stuff. But I think at the end of the day, uh, people should be proud of being salespeople. And uh, that's... <laughs> Lots of titles and lots of companies, but ultimately we're, we're all in sales. Yeah, that's right. And just being called a salesperson is probably one of the nicer things people could call you as a salesperson. <laughs> yeah. There's worse names out there. It doesn't make my top five as bad things have been called. So. <laughs> just don't call me late for dinner, right? 
That's right. Yeah. So you guys have seen some pretty phenomenal success and expansion and growth in the time from, like you said, 2014 when this all kind of started to happen to now. Uh, but the market is still clearly, as long as far as the low maintenance decking market, is still very clearly dominated by kind of three big parties being Trex, the Azek, Sash, TimberTech Group, and Fiberon are kind of the big three out there that have really kind of you know scooped up a lot of the market share out there. What's it like to work for an up and coming brand that's you know you're not just walking in and trying to sell PVC decking. People know what that is now, but you're trying to take the share away from the other big three. What's that like to be pushing that challenger brand into the market? Yeah, I love that. Love that word, challenger. Uh, we're, uh, it's, it's it's sometimes fun to be the uh, underdog. Uh, we we definitely definitely have some markets in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, again, some core markets in the uh, Mid Atlantic and Northeast where we're, we're taking some lunch money. We're, uh, <laughs> we're 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 probably beyond the challenger brand, uh, but also, but you're absolutely right. You know, in a in a more uh, North America sense that. Um, I'll oftentimes meet with new builders and they've never, never heard of Wolf, which is exciting for me. It's a, a, a opportunity to expose them to something new. Um, and we mentioned, you know, Wolf's been around since uh, 1843. So that, that definitely helps when people say, oh, you know, I never heard of Wolf. Uh, we're maybe the new guy in that market, but we're certainly not a new company and uh, been around a lot of staying power. I think that uh, for sure helps Wolf, right? When you, you know, if you come on the scene and you're a 10 year old company versus a 175 year old company, there's, you know, some immediate trust. Oh, okay. Well, these guys have been around forever. So probably what they're doing works. So then, you know, that you're, whatever it is that you're pitching isn't written off as fast, right? There. Yeah. There's been so many, this is an industry that's had, had a lot of, Flyweight NATO, NATO operations, right? Some products that have come and gone. They've had very you know, short staying power, and it's not an expensive endeavor to get into if you decide you're going to start selling a brand of decking. So there is a lot of risk involved for people, and, and the fact that you guys can back that up with that 175 years. And listen, us as a company, Wolf is going nowhere. We've been around for 175 years. We'll be here for 175 more. So it really helps to mitigate that risk that people may yeah. you know see in a product they haven't heard of before. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think uh, it's, an, it's an important part of the story, too, is that, you know, we didn't didn't immediately launch and try to take it national. We made sure that it it worked uh, in our East Coast kind of core market, longtime partners uh, before we decided to, to take it, you know, more global. Uh, yeah, that's smart because there's certainly such thing as spreading yourselves too thin, especially when initially it sounds like it was a bit of a two man operation. Right. So you got to make sure that that works in a small test bed before you try to go spread yourselves too thin everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, again, you know, with um, some, some great products out there, I think if uh, the more anybody knows me, I really, I'm a high road guy. There's, there's, there's great brands, you know, the big three that they're making great products, great people that work there. Um, but, you know, you go, you go to, into a, you know, big deck market, you go into the you know typical retailer or lumberyard, and you're going to see the same three displays over and over and over and over again, right? So those those guys, when you when you try to appeal to a, a new partner from a retail perspective, um, Wolf gives them the opportunity to fight over something other than pennies, right? You can you can, you can buy any of these big winter buy programs, and you can buy some margin um, if you, if you have the dollars to do so. 
but it, but a, a, something to offer something different that not everybody's offering is, is, is another great way to, to separate yourself as a business and to potentially uh, have a, a higher margin story to talk, to talk about around that. And it's really the same thing. Um, you know, I spend a ton of time calling on contractors. I bet, um, if you slice my year, I bet oh, probably 50% of my time is talking to uh, guys in the field, you know, the guys that move it. And, um, you get a contractor, right? So you get to, maybe a homeowner gets three bids uh, or three quotes. And if all three of those guys have the, the same, you know, whether it's brand A or brand T or what have you on that, on that quote, then they've got to kind of compete with each other uh, over design and, you know, all those other aspects, but certainly price is included in that as well. Right. And then, but if you get that one guy, so you get those three quotes and, and one of those three quotes has wolf decking on there. It's going to beg the question from the homeowner to the builder. Hey, the other two guys were, were quoting this. Why, why do you have uh, wolf on there instead? And it, it gives them the opportunity to talk about why they're different and take it, make it a whole lot less about uh, you're a thousand dollars more than chucking a truck, right? It, and really talk about uh, well, this is this is what I use. This is why I choose Wolf, and um, and win the job and and earn that extra thousand dollars that you're worth because you do better work. Yeah, and you're probably having those same conversations when you walk into a dealer, for example, that's more familiar with the big three and isn't as familiar with wolf what kind of pushback do you get from them what are the what are the struggles they have to kind of wrap their head around this brand of decking that you everybody walks in and claims that they've got the best decking right so how do you actually get past that pushback to get them to take a chance yeah you know it's funny they uh the the response is often oh there's so many brands Right. And, and my, my, my quick turnaround is to show them in their showroom. Well, yeah, there's all these brands, but you, you have these same three displays that the guy up the street and the guy down across the block, you, you're, there may be all these brands, but you're, you're selling the same stuff and fighting over those uh, pennies. So, uh, you know, if it's, when I'm talking to a new customer, whether it's a, uh, whether it's a retailer or, or a distributor, you know, if, if it's a guy that, um, if it's a guy that wants to pick up the phone and take orders for something that guys are already using, probably not my guy uh, and, and vice versa, right? They're, Wolf, Wolf may not be their, their go-to. Um, but if they're frustrated with uh, dwindling margins and continuing to compete, uh, you know, services, this thing that it's a super intangible thing that, oh, well, you know, we have better service, right? But why well, do you prove that? You got to have the business to prove that. Yeah. Um, it's easy to so, say it, right? Yeah. 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 So um, here's this uh, very low, you know, in, ter- in comparatively commitment that we're asking for. And it's really just a commitment to sell, not so much, uh, you know, talking about inventory typically. Um that uh, let let us uh, let us hold a contractor event. Let us talk to your customers. Let us show them something different. Let's let's set up this this network of uh, you know, these um, select contractors. These wolf pros. These um, invite only. Uh, <laughs> Got to have the pass to be a wolf pro, right? Um, and let, let us show you another way. And, um, and ultimately that work that goes into that, cause it is work, right? It's work on behalf of Wolf. It's also work on behalf of that, uh, that dealer, that distributor. Uh, but we love the strategy of elbow room and, um, 
where we do have uh, two-step distributors buying from us, we go to market with a sole distributor. And the reason we do that is so that um, we do all the work. And when it starts to uh, gel, we, we all reap the rewards. And uh, for the right partner, for the right retailer, uh, that, that makes sense. And, uh, and we've, we've, we've certainly proven it in many markets and uh, excited to prove it in more uh, where uh, we've done that work. And now those, uh, those partners are, if it's a wolf deck, then they know it's coming back to them. And man, that's, uh, it's fun to do the work and it's more fun to get paid for doing it. All of the major brands, I would say yourselves included, have really gotten on board with these loyalty programs. And you've mentioned it a couple of times here, your Wolf Pro program. Uh, yours is a very attractive program for contractors to get signed up with. It's not hard to get signed up with. It's a fairly easy process to get into. You've had some changes recently. You're rolling out an app. There's some stuff on the, on the forefront for you guys. Tell us a little bit about the Wolf Pro program and the changes that you guys have had. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, this is this is uh, Wolf Pro is probably our, our biggest market driver. Uh, it's been integral to the Wolf brand really since day one. Um, whole concept again. This this guy that I pick on this uh, this Chuck in a truck right is that um, not only do retailers and distributors need that uh, elbow room that advantage, but uh, in many markets. Uh, the, the builder needs an advantage over over his competition, over that, that chuck and a truck guy, right? So, uh, right from day one, well, well, Wolf is a distributor. We'd always had this thing. We called it the perfect service guarantee. And that was to, to do what the customer thinks is fair and, and make things right and make them right quick, right? Figure out you know how to fix the, the paperwork or the dollars and stuff after. But really quick, just, just fix the problem and make it right. So, we thought, well, hey, we're doing this anyways let's put this into writing. And so that was, uh, we were really one of the, the pioneers in, in having a labor warranty. And so that the, the, what the Wolf Pro program is, is, is in part an in earnest training program, right? We can all learn. I, I, I've had seasoned builders in, uh, in trainings that you'll see a little light bulb off. Even it's a little simple thing that, that, uh, they pick up that, that I've learned from other contractors. Um, but but the 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 also the the big part of that Wolf Pro is that five year labor warranty and that's intended to be that that advantage over chucking a truck right. So the homeowner says, "Hey, you're a thousand dollars higher than chucking a truck. Uh, why should I use you? We want that, that that Wolf Pro to be able to turn around and say, "Well, if you use me and you use Wolf Decking, not only you get this lifetime material warranty, twenty five year fade and stain, but you also get this five year labor warranty." Uh, and that's been really been a real winner for a lot of the pros, right? So uh, the, the new thing, and uh, I think actually today maybe the uh, official launch uh, is uh, an app that uh, it's going to be a smartphone app uh, again, exclusive for the the Wolf Pros. Uh, that is a rewards program. Um, rewards program. Everybody's kind of got their versions of them, right? But they can be a it can be a real hassle, right? Who's got the, especially in the heat of the season, who's got time to save receipts? And, you know, you go back to your retailer and say, hey, can I have my, my receipts from, you know, the last three months or whatever, that kind of thing to, to show the manufacturer. So, so what this is going to be is a, uh, a smartphone app, uh, again, just for the Wolf Pros. Uh, they will have to go, they will have to use a browser to sign up for the program initially, the, the, just that first login type of thing. 
and then uh, we'll set them up so that they can uh, do a free download from the app store of the Wolf app. And from that app, they will be able to take a picture of their receipt from, uh, let's say, the ultimate deck shop, for instance. And uh, that'll go direct to uh, uh, an audit system that'll uh, check that thing for, uh, within a couple of days, a week at the most. And uh, when they sign up for the program, they're going to get sent this um prepaid debit card. They're going to have a wolf card in their wallet. And uh, as they make purchases and again, really short, quick, simple, take a picture through the app of uh, their invoice, that card will then be uh, loaded with funds. Uh, so I think it'd be fun. You know, the, uh, the, the great thing about the, the debit card that's kind of separate is that you um, uh, it's, it's separate from your, your business account and your home account, right? So if uh, you, you have an anniversary coming and uh, I don't know if, you, if for me, for instance, I have a joint bank account with a wife, right? So she may or may not. If I spend money on flowers, she knows they're coming because it's already came out of our account. So it gives you that little extra cash on the side to buy flowers or uh, or maybe go to the Bass Pro Shop, right? If uh, the wife doesn't know you have the funds either. But uh, it's, it's nothing that folks are going to get rich off of or retire on for sure. But uh, it's, it's a thank you. And uh It'll be a gated, uh, tiered level type uh, rewards program that uh, be some great extra cash and a thank you. And um, loyalty programs work. Um, the, the amount that I travel, I, I don't always stay at a, a Hilton or I don't always use Southwest, but uh, boy, I like those points, <laughs> right? Yeah, and I mean, so it's a, it makes sense. Money, money talks for sure. The loyalty programs work. They just need to be, the reward needs to be enticing enough and it needs to be not a whole bunch of work. That sounds like you guys are doing a good job of making sure that's the only pushback contractors ever really have is the amount of work that these programs can sometimes require. They've got enough paperwork and stuff that they already don't enjoy doing. And so to join these programs, to get this little perk back, but it's going to cost you hours of paperwork to do most, they just get turned off right away. And I would say any amount of paperwork they hate doing, right? Like that's not, they like building decks or building garages or whatever it is that they're constructing. That's why they do what they do, right? It's not because they want to be an accountant. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So the fact that you so guys think- have eliminated that and made it, brought, you know, brought it to 2019 and it's in an app and it's just snap a picture, like that's how people operate nowadays. That's how they yeah, run absolutely. their thing. I did checks. something yesterday. I forget what I was trying to do. And I looked it up online and, was, and it didn't have an app. And I just closed out was like okay well i'll come back to this later you know so uh and i like that that it's a prepaid card so on a on a like personal level if i was a contractor i would like that i don't have to use it for t-shirts or trailer branding or whatever i can use it for fuel or you know like you said you can use it's just cash use it however you'd like so i think that's a i think that's a good idea yeah, and I think we're going to do some some fun like um, uh, click here to learn more type stuff, right? So if we uh, you know let's say launch a new color for instance or something like that, we're gonna we're gonna pay guys to educate themselves, right? So here's a here's an, here's, here's twenty five bucks. All you do is listen to this thing for three minutes, kind of thing, or read through this, and uh, here's an update yeah. from Wolf or something like That'll that. So we're gonna we're gonna have some fun with it. Uh, and uh, That's a good idea. I, think, I think we're actually um, so we have we'll have the. The um, the browser based version again. I think uh, live. There was some testing going on yesterday, and then the app itself will actually be uh, in February. We're waiting on uh, 
it has to go to Apple and there's this whole process kind of thing once you have it set up. But uh, we will be ready for deck season and uh, very excited. You're going to have a a link in the app to this podcast, right? (laughs) A quick right through to that. And a $25 spiff if you listen to it. (laughs) There you go. I like where your head's at. So speaking of the new way things are being done and how we operate in the sales world nowadays, social media has obviously become a gigantic part of our lives both personal and business. Um, what has that looked like for you guys? How are you kind of using social media? What's What benefits do you get out of it? Yeah, and it's... Uh... It's, it's changed so fast. It's it's uh, amazing how this this, uh, this wild west, this monster's kind of grown. Uh, I can remember a conversation, uh, even again, probably uh, not more than nine years ago, with uh, some folks in marketing that thought uh, Facebook was going to be a fad, right? Um, <laughs> and how wrong we were, and uh, you know, we've kind of changed that tune. Um, I just signed up. It seems like it's going to take off, so I'm in. <laughs> Yeah, might might be a thing, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so I guess you know, social media wise, first of all, just absolute mad respect for uh, some of the icons that you know. I think everybody on the everybody in your cast has heard of, but boy, there's there's some guys really investing some time into this stuff. It's uh, to to do a good job takes a lot of time. Uh, it, you know, it is a big commitment for sure. Yeah, uh, can't, can't can't imagine the time you know, a guy like Jason or you know Mark King or certainly the, the Shane Chapman can't imagine the the hours that you guys spent on uh, spend on content and responding to con- comments and questions and stuff like that. Um, a lot more than any of our wives want us to. I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I think I made a note for myself. You, you'll see my uh, you'll see my comment and or post flow uh, be be much heavier during the week when I'm uh, alone in a hotel versus. Uh, getting the glare after dinner uh, <laughs> from the bride about, uh, hey, you're home. It's it's family time, not Instagram time. Have you ever seen uh, the movie This Is 40, Mark? Have you ever watched that movie? I don't it's know that I have. Ride. If you have, like, if you need to watch it, it's a great movie. And it's like, it's 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 one of those kind of romantic comedy type movies, whatever, but it's it's extremely true to <laughs> true to world. But the reason I bring that up is is the main character, Paul Rudd, gets caught by his wife continuously going into the bathroom and hiding in there, but he's not actually going to the bathroom. He's just in there playing Scrabble on his iPad. It's just, <laughs> it's just his 10 minutes of peace, right? Just to get away from the, from the kids or the wife or whatever and just kind of have his moment. And I joke, but I bet you... <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet you a lot of those posts from Mark King and Jason Russell, they might be made in the bathroom. <laughs> that's, that's the time that they're spending. Uh, anyway, so you mentioned, you mentioned th- those guys are great, right? Um, yeah, yeah. If you're wanting to follow along and see some amazing things that are being built up there and some creative ideas, uh, Dr. Dex and Infinite Dex are two of, the, two of the better ones to be following. Are there others that you would kind of throw into that? Are there, do you kind of have your big top, whatever, top three or top five? Oh, definitely, definitely, uh, and I, and I always want there to be more. And uh, you know, it's funny even coming across the feed will be new to Instagram, and I'll see these guys that uh, are up and coming. Uh, you know, certainly, certainly, if you're a, if you're a Instagrammer and you're using Wolf, please tag me. Uh, nothing would make me any happier and, uh, than to to repost with your permission and, and, and share your awesome work and let's 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 grow your following and grow the community right it's a, it's a ton of fun um 
and you know those guys in particular that you you talked about those those big guys but there's more um you know i jokingly again call my title sales but but ultimately we're we're influencers is, is really what we're doing right and then those guys are um doing a great job you know as, they, as they're using brands it definitely influences uh new users and stuff um for sure it does, yeah so I, I think uh, speaking of Mark King, he did it on his on inter- his interview. He did this uh, great job of saying, "Hey, uh, it's kind of like uh, accepting an award, right? You know, you got to be super careful. You, you, no matter what you do, you're going to miss somebody that's that's awesome, right? And and I'll start right out with saying, "Hey, listen, I'm I'm, I'm missing a ton of guys, but uh, there's there's definitely some guys that um, I enjoy seeing on my feed." Um, Windeck would be top of that list for sure. Um, I think we're gonna we're gonna coin a new term, you know, sexy deck Friday, and <laughs> I'll be careful using that term, when, you know, from from a wolf standpoint. But uh, they've been b- building some beautiful decks for years. Yeah, uh, they have some great projects, right? Like some of those yeah. are, you know, <laughs> they're eye catching for sure, right? They have yeah. uh, some pretty amazing stuff that they put out as well. Yeah, absolutely. There's some that uh, some guys might not know. One one really cool one is a company called uh, AccuDoc. I think it's Accu underscore Doc, um, and they're kind of not your typical deck builder. They they build floating docks down in Southern Florida, but these are not your these are not your average docks. They're just absolutely gorgeous. They actually got the. Um, Got the docks for the Rio Olympics. It was a couple of truckloads of wolf that uh, that went all the way to Rio, but uh, just oh, some amazing wow. cool stuff. And they're uh, really good about uh, their content and just the uh, beautiful settings behind where they they post um, where their their docks are floating and stuff. Uh, certainly, guys like uh, Blue Chip and they they they, uh, they they build some really cool stuff. Number one, but you can just you just get their personality through every post, right? And they're just having fun with it. Um, uh, yeah, it's another Winnipeg group, right? Those guys are yeah. um, picking their product up from Windeck, and so yeah, yeah. some some cool Canada guys. Uh, man, M- MG up there, boy, he's way up there in the hinterland, right? Yeah, that's that's a long ways north, but uh, he's doing it by himself, I think, pri- primarily. But uh, he's doing some different stuff, right? Those, those cool little. I love the deck he did with some. Some inlay patterns that uh, turns out with the the homeowner had a hobby. I think like a, a, a knitting or, or or something to that effect. That uh, it was some pattern that the the homeowner loved that uh, MG put into the into an inlay in their deck. So really oh, cool okay. stuff. Oh. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, There's a story behind that. I didn't realize that. Was that that yeah. silver teak one, Mark? That talking about? It was. Yeah, we'll we'll say uh, brand C with the uh, yeah. with the inlay in the center. That yeah. uh, kind of those two patterns. Can't remember uh, embroidery or, or something or other that again was a hobby of the homeowner that uh, you know, to 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 look at uh, to talk with him. You you wouldn't pick up that that side of his personality that he'd, that he'd be able to listen to a homeowner to to get that out of them to to put something in it, but you know, it gives you more depth to him than you, than you'd, than you'd assume initially, uh, which That's is really right. cool. Yeah. Maybe he's a, maybe he's a cross stitcher, you know, in his personal life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, KGB. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. KGB. Um, I think there are a couple other guys and we'll, we'll move on, but, um, 
from a, a, a retailer slash distributor side of thing, there's a, a young guy kind of relatively new to Instagram, but uh, I think doing a great job sharing his customers work. Uh, James from Almar has got some kind of gives you a, a little different perspective on the Ontario market. Some guys doing some different kind of work. Um, nobody that I've got exposure to yet as far as um any access to to get them wolf, but I love the work of California deck pros, man. Those guys are just doing some amazing so stuff crazy. out there. Yeah. They've wow. always been one of my wow. favorite players too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, from a, a funny, not so much decking standpoint, if you, if anybody doesn't follow Greaseball 1987, man, is that <laughs> Right. It's just every single one's entertaining. And man, he's got just a just a, a different sense of humor. And I've uh, seen, you know, along the way, people will comment kind of thinking he's serious and he'll hit him right back with uh, as if he was serious about uh, being a professional cocker or something like that. The best part of his account is when people do think he's serious. And, it's, and then yeah. just to watch the exchange between them is phenomenal. So has anybody ever met him? Like I... I believe that he's been able to keep his identity under wraps this whole time, right? Yeah, and and the, the not to my knowledge, I, I I've certainly never met him. And the coolest part is there's no there's no underlying like he didn't have a motive, you, you know. There, there's no like he's just doing it because it's freaking hysterical and he's having fun with it, which is you know it's not to it's yeah. not to promote a business or you know you know all that kind of stuff. It's just he's at fifty and a half thousand followers. He's, he's got a good following. His his uh, profile description of who he is: his name Trevor Leahy, uh, certified cock installer, working for seventeen dollars <laughs> and forty cents per hour, non-negotiable, two-hour minimum. <laughs> like, like that. Just, just that sets the tone. That's too funny. Uh, and the last, last one I had, that was the end of my list. Uh, last one I had is uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Bobby Parks. You got yeah. the, yeah. the body of work that that guy amassed. Um, Isn't he unbelievable? So he's pretty much a rookie in the social scene, but as far as an industry, <laughs> that guy is, he's made an impact. Right? And he just had his account hacked, right? Like he had finally built up some reasonable amount of followers. And then the whole thing gets hacked, shut down, and he starts over from scratch. Like, I I can't imagine what that would take for, you know, say a guy like you or even our account, like the shop here with 12 and a half. If that, you know, you lose that following back to work, right? More toilet time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, again, if, if you, if, for those that don't know Bobby, right, he's, 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 he's probably the first guy that, uh, should be the first guy beating his chest, right. With the, just the portfolio that he created before there was, again, you know, there wasn't that many, let's call him the, the, the professional deck builder, right. And it was just a, a general remodeler was the guy that, you know, he, he did kitchen and bath and some decks and that kind of stuff. But, you know, but before it was, before it was cool and, uh, you know, that Atlanta market, Bobby was building some amazing outdoor structures, just really cool. And, and to have the, have the foresight to do the photography and stuff that he, that he's retained that portfolio. Uh, but he's just the most humble guy in the world. And that's, that, uh, I could only aspire to be, uh, just as great, you know, just a, a Southern gentleman like Bobby is. Uh, and I, to, speaking of the hack, I think he's, I'm sure even, uh, you may have even heard a cuss or two out of Bobby for, for that one to happen to start over. But, but he's the kind of guy that would just pick it, pick up his, uh, pick himself up by the bootstraps and, Okay, 
well, <laughs> let's start over. Let's go. You know, and he was doing it in a market that wasn't known for having a ton of money either. Right. So he's building these projects that are, they're showstoppers, right? And he's doing it in a market. I don't know if we touched on it the second recording or if it was on the first recording, but we talked about, you know, the yellow pine market down in uh, Carolinas. And so not having a ton of money in that area and, and Bobby was doing a very similar thing with his projects, right? So he was out of yeah. Atlanta, I believe, right? Yeah, he was out of Atlanta. So yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's clearly made a mark in the industry. And like you said, probably the one of the most humble guys you could ever meet. I met him the first time probably three years ago, I believe. And I met him at an event. He was doing his traveling roadshow thing. Met him at an event there. And I didn't see him again for another year later, but he remembered exactly who I was. Like that's I've met some people that meet me five times before they remember <laughs> what my name is, right? But Bobby, like, you know, he saw me, he came right up to me, he's like, Hey Shane, how are you doing? It was like I was surprised he would even remember who I was, right? He was standing in a room of 40 people and chatting with everybody. And, and he right? did that every night for a year. Yeah. 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 Right? That's what he yeah. does. He travels around and shakes hands. And then when you see him again, I had the same experience with him. I met him a year after Shane did. And when he saw me, the same thing, right? He was like, hey, Wade, how are you? It's good to see you again. Like, he's just, he's an amazing human. Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely right. You know, the Atlanta market, I mean, certainly there's there's money pockets, you know, in every market, but it's kind of notoriously quote unquote cheap. You know, guys would do, um, you know, new home construction. They do fiber cement with PVC trim, uh, even five eighths thick, right? Versus the three quarter on the front of the house. And then uh, rather than even making a full corner, they would butt a uh, vinyl J channel against that kind of faux trim board at the corner. And then vinyl, the other three sides would be vinyl siding, right? Any way you could get, you know, cheap. And uh, heck, Bobby Parks was charging for estimates, right? Yeah. Just just next level stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, great guy to follow. And as he uh, continues to rebuild his, uh, his portfolio there. Yeah. So Instagram, like we said on many of these podcasts has a great community of trades and, and helpful resources and whatnot, but another organization that provides that as well, a good community and a lot of events and whatnot is NADRA, the North American Deck and Rail Association. Tell us a little bit more about NADRA, how that can help a contractor or a dealer or anybody in the industry and kind of what value they can find out of that. Yeah. So I think, um, first of all, huge fan of, um, huge fan of NADRA. I think it's, a community is good, right? Uh, makes you feel like you're, you're part of a segment to grow with. Um, but I think NADRA is just, it's really like anything in life or business. You're going to get into it what you're, you're going to get out of it, what you put into it. Right. Um, so you got to get in, you got to participate. Um, things like deck for a soldier, man. We, um, we did a deck in Minnesota last year. Uh, Mark and, uh, Chris CM boost, uh, the guys from, uh, pro deck supply, Pat Noonan, man, we just before Christmas, uh, what for, for me was, uh, very cold, not, not so cold. I'm sure for you guys, but uh, out there just before Christmas, building the deck for a, a deserving group, um, guys like, um, Glenn Matthewson, right? So they're, they, um, they're spending dollars on making sure that good codes get passed 
and stupid ones get stopped. And those aren't the things that you see uh, immediate returns on as far as your uh, investment into NADRA. But long term, they're looking out for everybody's business, right? You get a, you get a foolish code passes that um, cost you an extra 500 bucks on every deck. Uh, well, that's, that's something we want to stop, right? And, and, and vice versa with uh, good codes that uh, help us as, as, as deck builders. Um, aside from that, uh, to me, when I think about NADRA, I think about friends in networking, right? Uh, I'm already, it's only January and I can't stink and wait for October. It's a deck builder party, right? Yeah, <laughs> can't, can't wait to go back to, can't wait to go back to Expo. And, uh, you know, uh, NADRA is certainly a, a huge part of that uh, with the the award ceremonies, you know, recognizing, uh, recognizing guys, craftsmanship and the hard work they put into stuff. Uh, and then just the, the camaraderie and the community of, uh, a bunch of deck builders getting together and yeah. reuniting and having a party. Some questions I want to pull out of that, uh, the deck for a soldier, uh, whose idea was that and how did you guys get involved in it? Uh, that's a great question. I'm not sure I know the answer to that. There's a, I believe the committee chairman, uh, gosh, I'm going to make myself, I'm not sure of his business name. His, name, his first name is Bruce, I think Verblaw. I think it's Verblaw Construction, maybe in the New Jersey area. Uh, he and his wife are the uh, committee chairman for that. And they've just done a great job uh, seeking a, a deserving Someone that's back that uh, maybe they, they can't access their deck because uh, they're in need of a ramp uh, to do so, or you know, just just decrepit in general and falling down and not safe. Uh, to get in there, bunch of deck builders. A lot of times, uh, even guys that compete, maybe not even f- complete fans of each other, right? Guys that are competing day in day out uh, in the same market, but they put all that to the side and they get in uh, and they they build a deck together to. Uh, to have a you know, do the right thing for a deserving family. It's just cool. And if you've never done any, you guys had a, uh, something similar in your market. It wasn't a deck for a soldier, but, uh, a project for a deserving family. And, uh, you can't buy that experience. It's, uh, you, you get done with that thing and you just, there's nothing better than giving of your, your time and your expertise, uh, and from your pocketbook a bit as well to make that warm, fuzzy feeling. It's definitely a very rewarding feeling that you, can't get anywhere else, right? You gotta, and I got to jump in and be a part of it to feel that. When we were approached on that one, it was, I don't know, we were at some sort of mixer and the event organizer asked us if we were, Shane wasn't even there. They, he just asked me if we were interested and it wasn't one of those phone calls I had to make, right? I just replied, absolutely. Whatever you need, we're in, right? And so you're honored to be asked to be involved in something like that. Right. So I feel like Wolf was maybe a similar, had a similar feeling, right. You get the the opportunity to help give back a little bit to the community and you just, you want to, right. You, you, yeah. Yeah, have both, both from, you know, a time and, uh, I can, uh, kudos to Wolf that, you know, it's, um, was an investment or a good bit of decking went on that, uh, that project and uh, no questions asked. They were happy to help. So great company, Wolf. And then second part about the NADRA flip back to that. How many awards did Wolf, like not Wolf, but how many decks were built with Wolf that won awards this year? You know what I'm trying to say? Does that make sense? Enough that I may have lost count. It was, uh, <laughs> it was uh, 
jerkingly uh, I needed to sit at the end of the aisle and boy, there was that, uh, that's fun. Uh, and you know, it's, it's a little bit credit to Wolf, but it, it, it's really credit to the, the Wolf pros, right? I just got some absolute craftsmen out there that, uh, I'm, I'm humbled pick, uh, primarily as well, a whole bunch of, uh, silver teak, right? That was the, that was the big one, but, uh, just got some true craftsmen, some true, uh, some true artisans that, uh, chose wolf to be the the product on uh their their artistry and just some amazing projects but i think um we got more than our fair share <laughs> it, was, it was good yeah you over indexed on that right? compared to market share <laughs> you 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 guys came up looking pretty 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 on that absolutely yeah. it's a good thing yeah. you didn't have you going up there all the time you wouldn't have been able to finish your drinks you'd have been on stage every oh yeah another award up to the front again another award up to the front again right so <laughs> yeah, the best part was uh, one of the one of the winners uh, uh, may or may not have uh, been sitting next to uh, a, a rep for another brand, and uh, as he continued to bring plaque after plaque back, that said uh, Wolf, <laughs> that other manufacturer's rep got to sit there with him in, in uh, her lap, so it was uh, <laughs> it yeah, was perfect. Hard for you to get out of the building on that night. <laughs> now, you mentioned you mentioned uh, Silver Teak. There was kind of the the popular one through the award show there. Uh, it's always been a very popular color for us as well, as well as black walnut has done very well for you guys, I think as well. We've got a new color coming out for 2019, which is exciting. And uh, Onyx, uh, what brought that about? And my understanding is that you're, it's going to be kind of limited markets. What's behind that decision? Yeah. Yeah. You've uh, kind of got to be one of the cool kids, if you will, to, uh, to be in a market that uh, will have uh, Onyx. Um, it's definitely my my personal baby for 2019. Uh, we would we'll put and see the air quotes here. We're calling it a, a limited release, limited market. Uh, so you actually won't be able to at, le- at least short term. Um, Onyx won't be in our core market. It's not going to be in that that 13 state uh, East Coast footprint. It's actually born of. Uh, let's call them brand C, if you will, had some challenges, uh, you know, a year ago as far as uh, we're going out of business. Now we're back in business and all that stuff. But uh, they had that color, uh, I believe Ironwood was the name, correct? And um, I was watching all these posts. We talked about one with uh, MG, but uh, not just that, where people didn't even care that the, the grain didn't match, the sheen didn't match. They wanted that contrast that that starch blackboard against the uh not just silver teak but any of the boards with that that black variegation in them just gave it a pop and they they wanted that contrast more than they cared about the the board matching and um so i've actually uh actually a a little more than a year ago now uh hit wolf up Let's let's crank out some prototype. Can can we do this? And I wanted to launch a year ago, but uh, kudos to Wolf that you know we, we have a we have a process where uh, <laughs> pull the reins back a little bit on the sales guy. Let's test it. Let's make sure that uh, let's make sure we have the same expansion contraction rate. We're we're getting you know similar temps, all that kind of stuff. Similar. Uh, color retention uh so we've actually been testing that onyx for a year and now uh, happy that we're really really close in performance wise to the black walnut board um so i think that uh we have to appreciate that uh if you've you ever been to new england you look at every house it's it's uh, gray gray or gray and then white house trim right so yeah, appreci- yeah. appreciate that uh, there's a huge percentage of uh, wolf sales uh that's in that just 
that plain gray, that seaside gray or that uh, sandcastle color, right? That's, um, you, you kind of don't see those on Instagram. They're not the, the sexy variegated boards. Uh, but I, they, there, there may be folks at Wolf that may or may not think that uh, I've lost my mind with a black deck board. Yeah. So <laughs> what what are you thinking, like, right? Yeah, back to uh, like circa 20, like whatever, 2014, and they've given you enough rope, right? It's like, okay, well, you want this color? Go ahead. Prove it. The so, proof yeah. is in the pudding. Yeah. So exactly I guess uh, <laughs> uh, thankful for guys like you. I know you guys have uh, some of that uh, onyx on your booking coming in for the spring. And uh, luckily, it's actually been um, very close to all of our um, all of my customers that are outside our core footprint have also decided to adopt that onyx and uh, super excited to see some photos on Instagram. I got to talk, uh, talk MG into going back to that deck and swapping out that, uh, brand C for, <laughs> for Onyx on it, which I don't see him doing for yeah, sure. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but I think, uh, I think you're going to see some, uh, real cool pictures here, you know, as, as spring and uh, summer hits. And, uh, so Onyx, it's a, it's black, but I think in the, in the right light, it's, uh, it's got a silver tint to it that, um, We'll, we'll, we'll kind of lend towards the gray side of thing a bit too. Uh, definitely, uh, especially in a right light, uh, some some pretty dramatic variegation still, even though it's got that real dark dark core to it. Um, yeah, it should be a good one in our market for sure. Gray's always done well here, so it should be a um, should be an interesting. Looking forward yeah. to seeing a full piece of it. We have a sample here, and it's it's a good one. Awesome. So, anything else from Wolf in twenty nineteen that people can kind of look forward to seeing? <clears throat> Uh, you know, Wolf, I think one of our biggest attributes, especially if you're looking at it as a, uh, you know, from a decking brand s- standpoint, is that people like stability. And one of the common things I hear at uh, dealers, you know, we'll, again, at, we'll, we'll say brand T, brand A, brand big T, you know, lots of changes in the decking offerings this year. But what that... Those, those can be exciting things for the builder and the consumer, but those are not exciting things for the distributors. Those are horrible, right? You add, you add, add two, two profiles with, uh, you know, 32 colors, if you will, or something. Um, you're talking about millions of dollars of inventory, right? And uh, so it's <laughs> daunting. Where do we, just from a space and or dollar perspective. So uh, not to say that Wolf doesn't change, right? And, you know, Onyx is a great example where uh, they're giving me a shot to add some stuff. Uh, but we don't want to change just to change. So we're, you're going to see a lot of the same. Uh, we're not going to be, di- we're not discontinuing a color in the Serenity collection. Uh, all our displays will be able to stay the same. The marketing materials, although we've got a cool new brochure uh, for 2019, actually cover featuring that uh, that first place uh, deck from the Nadra Awards. Um but all in all, not a lot of changes. We don't have to mix stuff up. Everybody can use what they've got, and uh, I think I think that's a strength. <laughs> yeah. So the so a lot of people don't realize you guys also have a, a composite line as well. Like your Serenity PVC line is probably your bread and butter, but you do have a composite line, and you've actually gone the other direction and trimmed back a few colors, streamlined that line up a little bit this year, correct? We have. Yeah, that's uh, primarily east coast um primarily an east coast line for us uh actually i do have a distributor though a company called Amerheart, uh that covers the entire state of michigan uh does do what we call it our perspective so uh, the pvc being the serenity collection and the cap composite being the uh, perspective it's a uh 
it's a high performance board. It uh, it's just a more crowded market, right? The cap, the cap composite in general, right? When you that talked early on about you know dealers say, oh my gosh, not another you know deck board. Uh, the composite side of things, especially as newcomers come along, it's a very crowded thing. So we have. Uh, well, a spade a spade, right? So that that the collection uh, has has two sides. One we called Captiva, and one we called Terrace. The Captiva portion was a five colors, no variegation, nice grain texture to it, good looking board, but uh, not, not not the bells and whistles, a bit more price driven, if you will. And then the second side was this Terrace collection that was uh, five variegated colors. Okay, really nice looking board. Uh, but when I say to spade a spade, it means that uh, it was kind of a dog. <laughs> it just just wasn't we we it wasn't it wasn't getting it. And we want our one of the things we want most for our customers is to be a good vendor. We want them to stock and sell something that's going to turn something that people are coming in and asking for. And ultimately, that uh, that variegated portion, those five colors, they weren't cutting it. Uh, so we're uh, not afraid to, again, we're, we don't like to change, but if we need to, we're not afraid to. Uh, so you're going to see going into uh, 2019, uh, again, we've discontinued those five variegated boards. We're, we're going to call the the collection itself, the, those five solid colored boards, we're going to call that the, uh, the perspective line. And uh, some cool tweaks to that a little bit uh, going into the year, nothing you'd see on the surface, but some more uh, selling points for us, uh, going even higher density. Um, it, uh, underfoot is going to be a, gr- a great feeling board. Um, 16 on center, a petite guy like me jump up and down on that thing. And it's, uh, it's a solid deck board and uh, some attractive price points. Again, I think you'll see that most in that, that Michigan and uh, mid-Atlantic to Northeast markets is where that, that change will affect most of the customers. Right. Yeah, that mid-price point. We talked about that on an earlier podcast about how the boards that are set in that mid-price point are always kind of up against it, right? You're either you're going into a composite that is an entry level so that you can have the reduced maintenance, lower maintenance board, or you have enough money to to buy the board you want, which is often a more expensive, you know, serenity board, if you will, right? So we talked about that on an earlier podcast that mid ones always sort of not always struggle, but that's a, it's a harder price to hit for sure. So it's, it's tough when you're not that cheap and you're not that good looking, you know, it's like the, uh, like the girls at the end of the night at the bar, right? <laughs> well, Mark, it's been sewing since we started talking over an hour ago and the door to our igloo is just about sealed shut here. <laughs> Fantastic. I've taken, it's been a great time, guys. Again, I'm flattered you asked. And we we uh, actually had requests. Keep doing a great thing. We threw out a feeler there to see if anybody had uh, people they wanted to hear from, and your name came up. So we thought, what a great idea. Let's bring Mark on here. Now, if anybody listening wants to follow along on Mark's Instagram, his handle is Mark underscore Fisher underscore Wolf. Is that correct? Correct. Perfect. And if you want to follow, the company he works for, it's just Wolf Home Products. No spaces, no dots, no nothing. And so a couple of great accounts to follow along. Wolf makes some great looking products, some good quality products. And I can attest to uh, your our earlier conversation halfway through about your level of service and that you guys uh, always step up. Um, we've had very few minor issues next to nothing with you guys, but the few little things that came up, you guys are always quick to respond. 
uh, made it easy, made it enjoyable, and uh, to your point, you just let's fix the problem and figure it out later, and, and we we can definitely attest to that. So, thanks. Do so the much right for thing. Me. Have fun doing it. That's right. Yeah, exactly. That's a good test to live by. So, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy day here, Mark, to spend with us and our podcast listeners. And uh, this will be a great one for everybody to listen to. So, until next week, thanks, Mark. We will see everybody again. Thanks, guys. Thank you.